Okay, my name is Taylor, and I am talking to my friend Christina. Hey yo. <laughs> and we are gonna discuss if there is a Kennedy curse. Red, yellow, leather, yellow, leather. <laughs> um all right. Mm-hmm. So welcome back to <laughs> The Kennedy Curse Yay! podcast, where we discuss um, whether or not the Kennedy family is cursed, and I tell the story to Christina, who does not know it, and she can be an objective observer. Correct. All right, so far, what do you think? Do you think they're cursed? I mean, uh, I think I said this last time, but I feel like so far, if there is a curse, it's their hubris right like i i I agree i agree yeah like it's like maybe it was just the way they were raised being like you're the best you're gonna be the best and they're like shit i am the best i'll get on that plane like you know (laughs) okay currently i don't think there's a curse i think it's they have um bad personalities (laughs) that's that's a harsh way to put it okay (laughs) um All right, so this week, let's start with something that we have kind of touched on before. So the Kennedy men were not good husbands, as you may have picked up on. And that kind of goes back to Papa Kennedy, Joseph Kennedy Sr., Mm -hmm. being a very crappy husband and role model. Yeah. Uh, So with the possible exception of Robert Kennedy, Hmm. the brothers pretty much all cheated on their girlfriends and wives, like super openly, like not even trying to hide it. Um, The dad did not try to hide it. Correct. And he just like, he did not try to hide it. So that's kind of what they saw. Um, So Robert Kennedy is rumored to have possibly had affairs as well, but uh, he was also super into being like a family man and and there's no solid evidence that he ever cheated on his wife so he actually maybe didn't cheat on his wife do you think he did i don't know maybe um probably because everyone around him did but he didn't seem like it seemed like he didn't want to hurt his family like he saw all that that could be damaging (laughs) i bet he just like didn't have affairs but he just banged it out with some chicks yeah, yeah, probably. Um, so there's a book called Sins of the Father. I've talked about that a little bit before. But they talked about how Papa Kennedy would basically, like, challenge his boys to get as many women as possible. Um, and he was just, like, super obsessed with sexy time stuff. And he connected, like, manhood to sexy time. Poor little guys. Yeah, so there's a story that he supposedly would, like, spread out, like, porn on their bed so they would come home and find it. Like, he thought that was hilarious. Child abuse, bro. I know, right? Um, And then he would also, like, try to steal their girlfriends. Like, they would bring a girl home and he would be like, hey, why not try out a real man? Oh, my God. So child abuse, like, all over the place. Yeah, so they did not grow up with, like, a normal idea of how to be a good husband. They grew up with just, like, the world's horniest guy. Yeah. Um, So when they were growing up, um, JFK was actually kind of sickly. Um, 
he had a lot of like medical issues and I think maybe like psychologically that got into his head about proving his manliness. So that might have had something to do with why (laughs) coconut gate and also his like drive to like sleep his way across sleep sexily his way across the world. Um, So after he got back from Europe and he was like the big war hero and he had his coconut um and so he like he took up the mantle i 100 percent think that he did that yeah the fact that he still had the coconut meant that he liked telling that tale so he could coke in her nut you know what i'm saying <laughs> uh, wouldn't be like nut in her coke okay anyway. <laughs> Ew, i'm really mad you just said wouldn't he nut I'm just, I'm going with what you, I'm building. I'm yes-anding. So since I'm in control of um, editing now, I'm editing that all out. No, I will, I will edit this. So, so, so he got back and he kind of had to take up the mantle of being the Kennedy son that's going to be the future president because his brother died. Um, So he needed to get married to like a wife who would be first lady material. Um, can you imagine thinking about all that? No. So it's rumored. This is just a rumor. Um, so I don't I don't know. It's probably not true. But it's rumored that he did secretly elope with um someone named Dury Malcolm in 1947, according to the book The Dark Side of Camelot. Um is that a woman or a man? It is a woman. Oh, okay. Um but, like, the story goes that Papa Kennedy heard about it and, like, flipped his shit and covered oh. it up. And so, like, there's no evidence, I guess, that this happened. But it's a rumor. Um, and they asked, like, a reporter later asked her if it was true. And she said, quote, I wouldn't have married him for all the tea in China. Um, so, so I think he was a bad boyfriend. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. So in 1953 uh, is when he married Jacqueline Kennedy, who at that time was not a Kennedy. She was a Bouvier. Aw. I see like that reminds me of Simpsons. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I get it. I love, I love March. Um, so she came from a really good family in theory, but her dad um, gambled a lot and he was really bad at investing. So their family was like super broke. So it was like very huh maybe can maybe try not on speaker cuz there's like a background so it's my air conditioner i think Oh no Is that's this okay. better Yes actually Okay and I can better. still hear you Awesome um okay so it was su- I'm just sort of over so she came from like, a good family but her dad um gambled away all their money and their family was really broke so it was advantageous for her to marry Mm. a Kennedy like it was a good match for both of them um so it really doesn't seem like they were crazy in love it seemed like it was more like oh this will work we have similar values um and let's just see what happens um romantic super romantic um there was there's also a rumor that at one time she was considering divorcing um Jack Kennedy JFK 
but that Papa Kennedy gave her a million dollars to stay married to him. Where would he get a million dollars? He's the Kennedys were rich. Oh, okay. From I forget not from bootlegging, but like what was his deal? He did a whole uh, bunch of political shit. Yeah, he was just a shady shady. Um okay. so they made a lot of money. Um, all right, so we're gonna talk more about Jackie in another episode, but she's a very interesting figure also. Um Okay, so November 1960, guess what happens? Mm, he gets elected president? You are correct. He's elected yeah. president. Oh, you're so good at this. Um, God bless. So he is fulfilling the dreams of Papa Kennedy. Finally, the first Catholic president is his son. Did you, would you say that Papa Kennedy um, nutted from <laughs> In a coconut? <laughs> and then his son kept that nut. On his desk. <laughs> um, okay, but <laughs> it's kind of a funny transition. So a year later, um, <laughs> on December nineteenth, nineteen sixty-one, Papa Kennedy suffered a massive stroke. Mm. So he got to see his son kind of be president for a year, and then he ha- and like he had always dreamed of that because he wanted this power right like he wanted to be able to influence the government and a year in he had a big stroke and he was unable to walk or speak wow um, his left side was totally paralyzed um so this was when his family took over the affairs his affairs and they found out about rosemary this was a callback <sighs> yeah. um but okay so despite being in that state he lived for another eight years so he didn't die until 1969 so he basically got to that point he saw his life's ambitions like come to fruition Mm -hmm. and then he spent the next eight years watching everything fall apart and then he died so (laughs) so karma i guess yeah (laughs) Yeah. sucking so much i guess um, that could be like part of the curse though too like you know you get what you wanted and then you lose it instantly yeah so i mean that's just it's definitely sad to think like oh yeah he had to spend eight years like watching his sons die watching yes. all this stuff happen and not being able to say anything and like he was very power hungry but also he was a very bad man yeah so but love Life his kids, right? I guess so. I mean, yeah, I know he did, but he fucked them up also. So yeah, yes, that's life. Okay. Yeah. So as we have mentioned before, uh, despite coming from parents who were kind of terrible people, the Kennedy kids did do a lot of good things. Um, they seemed to genuinely care about people, and they had empathy. All the cheating aside, mm-hmm. um, so JFK started the Peace Corps. Um, he expanded social programs as he was um, very invested in helping the poorest people Um, he was one of the first well no he wasn't one of the first because obviously shit what's his name (laughs) Roosevelt Mm -hmm. obviously Roosevelt did all that stuff but no one was talking about it at that point and like the Kennedys really like they went to West Virginia to like Appalachia country and met with like mm. the very very poor people um and he wanted to do a lot to help them so um he created a higher minimum wage um on better unemployment benefits 
He expanded the electricity grid so more people could get electricity. Um, he signed the Equal Pay Act in 1963, which was supposed to end the wage gap. And ah. we know that that worked out. <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, but he tried. So um, he also worked towards helping to end the Jim Crow era in the South. Um and kind of heed the message of black leaders like Martin Luther King. And we Luther know that King, worked out. Right? <laughs> oh, boy, the world. Uh, but it, it was complicated in that he didn't necessarily get along with Martin Luther King because I think he resented being pulled forward so quickly mm-hmm. on the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, he did seem to want to help, but, you know, he's a white, a rich white dude from New England. And yeah. It, that's a lot of political capital, like just thinking politically, which I'm sure he was. Um, Mm -hmm. But he did, he did do a lot of good with that. And he laid the groundwork um, that led to LBJ being able to pass the Voting Rights Act, um, which was a big deal. And so also, um, I personally do not understand anything about nuclear warfare in the 1960s. But apparently he helped us not have a nuclear war. So good the, for him. Like the Cuban Missile Crisis, isn't that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I super don't understand anything about it. No, I, I remember, like, I feel like I learned about it, like, just in those words. Like, remember the Cuban Missile Crisis? <laughs> like, it almost happened or something, and there's a weird reason it didn't. Yeah, and it's- I guess it's something to do with he did something good, and we didn't have nuclear war. So Yeah, which... But didn't he get us into World War, um, into Vietnam? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, okay. So, where was I? Okay, so he also greatly invested in the space program because fuck Russia. And mm-hmm. they, were, they were doing big things in space. And he was like, we're the USA. We're going to beat you. So, that's his accent. And... You kind of sounded like Yogi Bear. <laughs> so um, he gave that famous speech saying, we choose to go to the moon in this decade and do other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Rock hard. Like my coconut. Because um, <laughs> I am a yeah. very sexy man. <laughs> uh, so because of that, we actually did go to the moon before the end of the decade so they say um so even though he wasn't alive to see that it was it was the culmination of his accomplishment it's one of his biggest accomplishments is you know because of what he did then they were able to go to the moon they did so all of that leads us to november 22nd 1963 guess what happened he um got shot in the head Correct. So I'm just going to tell you what my notes say. It mm-hmm. says his life abruptly came to an end on November 22nd, 1963, when he was shot to death in Dallas. Parentheses. Talk about this. <laughs> like you were thinking, like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to talk about the assassination. That's not what this is about. <laughs> um, but I mean, so everyone knows, like, I guess no one really knows the full story. Or we do. It depends on what you believe. I guess Oswald shot him from the six-story window, and 
Isn't it bonkers yeah, that he was in like a convertible just waving? Like think like yeah. I know it's because of the time, but like I think about that no now I'm like my head explodes. It's freaking crazy. Well, and like that's part of the conspiracy theories are that that wasn't like Secret Service protocol and they Oh okay. They changed the route like at the last minute or something and so they would have had the area all searched, but they didn't. I don't know. There are some suspicious things, but it's hard to say. Who knows what happened? Watch the Zapruder film and, and like, make up your own mind. You have a day where you were just bad at your job. Right. You know, it's... And I don't think they really expected him to get shot in the head. Jeez, um, I hope not. Yeah. Or did they? <laughs> okay. So, obviously, there are... A million things to read and watch about the JFK assassination. Um, so I'm just going to talk about one of the more interesting things I have read, which okay. is a 2013 article from Esquire magazine called mm-hmm. The Flight from Dallas. And it's kind of just a point by point account of what happened on Air Force One after the assassination. Oh. And I think nobody ever talks about it from this perspective. So I know I'm, he got sworn, or he, Lyndon Jones, he got sworn in on Air Force One, right? He did. Um, mm. So I'm just going to, that's what we're going to go through. Because, okay. I don't know, I could just say the same stuff everyone else always does, but there's a lot of podcasts about that. Oh, okay. uh, so this is what happened on Air Force One. Around two. Or, I'm sorry, around 12.30, the pilot and the staff of Air Force One were just kind of chilling, stretching their legs, eating lunch, and they were kind of preparing uh, for the next stopover, which was going to be Austin. So they were so Kennedy was supposed to come back to the plane and then go oh. straight to Austin mm-hmm. for their next campaign stop. Um, so obviously information traveled differently back then. Mm-hmm. So they didn't get, like, a text on their phone immediately. <laughs> they didn't know what happened, you know, yeah. as long as it happened. Um, so they eventually started to get communication that just said, like, be ready to leave. Um, they didn't know why. And then they heard someone's been injured, and they didn't know who. So their first thought was that, like, a Secret Service agent might have, like, fallen off the car. Um, <laughs> yeah, because they didn't – I think – it would have been hard for anyone to go straight to like, oh, it's oh the yeah. President. So it wasn't until they turned on the TV on the plane and they saw on the news that the president had been shot. Um, and then they were able to connect with the White House to confirm it. Um, but at this point, they didn't know how hurt he was because mm-hmm. it didn't come out right away that he, he died because they rushed him to the hospital. Um mm-hmm. So they just kind of, they topped off the fuel, um, and they got the plane ready to go, and then they just had to wait. Um, so it wasn't until an hour later, at 1.30, that they finally did find out that JFK was dead. And um, that was also when Lyndon Johnson, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing. Stirring the beans! <laughs> just curious. Oh, I got caught. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny. Beans uh, just make me laugh now. Um, <laughs> okay, so it's not until 
and they find out that JFK is dead. Um, and then at that same time, LBJ is driven to the plane. So he's like, they just see this car like speeding towards them. Mm. They don't see LBJ because he's hunched down in the back seat because nobody knows right that at he's that six point. Six inches tall. Well, nobody knew um, what was happening. So they thought it could be, like, more attacks. Like, mm. you know, it could be, like, an attack on everyone. So they were trying to hide him. Oh. Um, I mean, it's probably pretty obvious he's going to Air Force One. But anyway, so the Secret Service started, like, securing the plane. They, like, shut all the curtains, like, swept all around the little airport. Um, everyone's kind of freaking out because they don't know, like, who could be the next target. Um mm. So more people started showing up, and the staff for both JFK and Johnson um, came to Air Force One because JFK's people all thought like they all came on that plane. Mm. Um, Johnson and his people all came on Air Force Two, but now he's ah. the president, so he's going to Air Force One, and all yeah. his people are. So it gets really crowded really quickly because the plane has double the people. Mm-hmm. it would normally have and it's it's a really interesting transition because all of Kennedy's people are suddenly not working for the president you know they're just yeah. hangers on um so at 140 uh people especially like the secret service are saying telling johnson you know we need to get off the ground we need you to come back to washington right away but he's refusing to leave because he won't leave mm-hmm. without jackie kennedy um, he's like, I am not going to be seen to leave this widow in yeah. Dallas. Um, and she's not going to leave without JFK's body. Aww. So um, the Secret Service is like, okay, they start moving seats out of the back of the plane to make room for a casket. Um, but there's a problem. The mm-hmm. hospital will not release JFK's body. Because there, there's the law, or there was a law, at least at that time, that if someone is is murdered in texas then the autopsy has to be performed in texas so the hospital and the cops like the local cops were trying to say like no you you can't take his body and everyone else was like what the fuck are you talking about this is the yeah. president like, get out of the way. so they got into like a tussle um oh. they ended up though being able um to take the casket so um around that time Johnson also decided he was going to take the oath of office in Dallas, like you said, right there on the plane. Mm -hmm. Um, Later, he said that Robert Kennedy told him to do that. And Robert Kennedy said that's a lie. So, yeah, they don't get along. And I think Robert Kennedy kind of thought that was disrespectful. Um, Oh, okay. But he but he was like, I'm president and I need to be sworn in now. Like everyone needs Mm. to know I am the president now. Um, so he called a judge that he knew in Dallas to come to the plane as well. So around 2.15, so this started at like 12.30, around 2.15, Jackie Kennedy arrives with the casket. Um, like I said, the Secret Service had to fight for the body, but they finally got it out. Obviously, the Secret Service won, um, but they were worried even still that the plane wouldn't get clearance to leave or that the police might swarm the plane and take the body. They didn't know, you know, what was going to happen. So then that was also this, like, worry. One of the Secret Service agents later said that, like, he was so scared that that the cops were going to come and try to take the body and that Jackie Kennedy was just going to have a heart attack (laughs) from all the stress. Um, 
So she arrives. She gets on the plane. Um, so she immediately, you know, tries to go to what she thinks would be like an alone space because um, when she left the plane, the bedroom on the plane was her bedroom, you know, that was mm-hmm. her bedroom with Jack Kennedy. So she gets on the plane, she immediately goes there, and when she gets there, LBJ is laying on the bed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that's a fucking awkward moment. Um, yeah. She, like, excused herself. She was like, "I'm no, I'm not going to deal with this. Um, mm-hmm. She went to the back of the plane next to the casket, and then Lady Bird Johnson eventually convinced her to go back into the bedroom and rest. Um and Ladybird said, we can get someone to help you change. And then Jackie said this line that's kind of famous, like, no, I want them to see what they have done to Jack. So that's mm-hmm. why she had, like, that blood-covered suit. Yeah. And she was like, I'm not going to take it off. I want everyone to see. Um, so at 2.30, Johnson's judge friend arrives to swear him in. Um, and he asks someone to go get Jackie from the bedroom she's in now. Um, cause he said basically, you know, that's going to look more official if Jackie's there. Um, it's going to look like he has her support. So, um, the official White House photographer was on the plane. He had to climb up on a couch to get that picture because it was mm-hmm. so crowded. Um, so that's probably the picture you saw yeah. with Jackie beside him, um, getting sworn in. So after that, Jackie just went and sat behind the casket and she didn't move again until they went back to Washington. She was just kind of done with everything. Um, so around 2.45, so it took a little bit over two hours, and the, the plane finally takes off from Dallas. Um, and then from midair at, like, 3.20, LBJ called Rose Kennedy, which is JFK's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, so she seemed annoyed, <laughs> is kind of the tone it seems. <sighs> But uh, yeah, she did immediately call him Mr. President, though. Um, So, I mean, she knew what was up. She said, thanks for calling, Mr. President. And then uh, Johnson gave the phone to Lady Bird. And she's like, yes, yes. okay, okay, thank you. Bye. Um, And kind of just got off the phone as quickly. Mm -hmm. But they also the family did not like the Johnsons. Um, So the plane arrives at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Um, Johnson's thinking he's going to exit with Jackie, but, mm-hmm. um, Robert F. Kennedy, as soon as the plane got there, he ran up the ramp and he didn't even look at LBJ or acknowledge him. He just went straight to Jackie and they Aww. left the plane together holding hands. Mm, that's um, nice. Yeah. And, um, they were close and then like neither of them gave a shit about Johnson. So he actually mentioned that before. He was like like after that he was like, "Yeah, I kind of thought we were going to go have the plane together, but it didn't happen." Um okay. So a couple more little last notes here. So JFK was killed on November 22nd. Mhm. JFK Jr.'s birthday was November 25th. Aww. So he turned 3 years old on the day of his father's funeral. Awful. So that picture that yeah. really famous of him saluting the casket is also mm-hmm. his third birthday. Aww. Caroline Kennedy, his sister, turned six years old on November 27th. So Aww. five days after her father was killed. Yeah. So, so they both just had the bad luck of having 
birthdays, like, right after their dad was killed, which I'm sure was hardcore kind of ever. Um, yeah. Four months before JFK was assassinated, on August 7, 1963, JFK and Jackie had a baby son, Patrick Bouvier Kennedy, but he only lived for two days, um, and he died on August 9th. So within that four-month span, Jackie Kennedy lost her baby and her husband. Um, so in 1963, um, when that happened, she was only 34 years old. Jesus. Also was kind of a pillar of strength through the whole thing. So that week, even that day, of the funeral she still threw birthday parties for both of the kids so the day of the funeral he also had a third birthday party so she didn't so i think it was very important to her to be a good mom yeah Um, cared a lot about her kids so that is the assassination of john f kennedy that's terrible i know i apologize (laughs) Well, I mean, everything's been terrible. Like, I think it was actually because I, I knew this, obviously, but I think that it was sadder when you told me about his, his sister whose uh, hus- husband died and then she got with somebody else and then she got on the plane and she died. And then, yeah, I don't know. So it's almost like as I- if this family is cursed. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, maybe. That was definitely a, a bad run for them. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. During that time. So we will leave it off there. Um, and we will pick it back up with Robert F. Kennedy. And who knows what will happen. Maybe he's still alive. I don't think so. <laughs> I hate to break it to you. Um, I don't think so either. But I, I want to leave everyone in suspense. Oh, that's smart. Okay. Okay. Wait, I have a question real quick. Yeah. So, has your opinion changed at all over the course of this episode? I didn't know that they had an infant son who died, and then four months later he died, and then it was like, you know, five days before his kiddo's birthday. So I'm like, fuck, that's a lot of shit. Um, But it almost seems like that's a curse on Jack, uh, you know, Jackie. Jackie. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's changed. I think that they put themselves in high-risk situations. That's true. Um, and, you know, he didn't have to be in a convertible. I, there were bad decisions that went into yeah. all of that. And if someone really wants to kill you, often they'll kill you. So, so have a good week, everyone. <laughs> And if someone's trying to murder you, they're going to get you. (laughs) Just don't even try. (laughs) Don't even try. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Happy quarantine. Bye.